Good morning, Jeff Moats, KFOR Sports, number five Nebraska volleyball team opens up their home schedule tonight and tomorrow night. They'll take on Northwestern. First serve tonight at the Devaney Center's at six. Same thing for tomorrow night. Both matches will be televised on NET. Twenty-four points from Sam Hybe and Kate Kane and Bella. We are now joined by uh, newsman and sportsman uh, Jeff Motes here in Lincoln. And not to bury the lead, he is the Nebraska Sportscaster of the Year, Jeff is. And uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and some other things. So uh, thank you very much for being with us. I appreciate it. Oh, you bet, John. Thank you for having me. I guess it's a little overdue. I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And so it's about time we had an opportunity to chat. And um, again, without burying the lead, I'm going to ask you, what was your reaction when they called you and said, you are the Sportscaster of the Year for 2020 in the state of Nebraska? Well, to go back to mid to late November, um, I didn't realize I was even a finalist until uh, Chris Schmidt, who has been a coworker of mine over at KFOR and KLMS now for 15 years, um, sent me a text. I was working from home in quarantine my son had been exposed to someone that came down with COVID and we were told to quarantine. Everybody's been fine. Of course, nobody had any symptoms here. Everything checked out. But during the quarantine, I'm working from home and uh, Chris sent me a text saying, congratulations, bud. Well-deserved. And I thought, what, what is this? So I looked at the picture that he, he, he took and he grabbed it from Twitter. And I was one of the finalists for sportscaster of the year had no idea whatsoever. And uh, I thought, wow, that's certainly something to be honored with and, and be a nominee. Um, and I was going up against Andy Kendi from Channel 7 in Omaha, who had won twice previously and, and does a great job with his coverage and his work up there at KETV, uh, one of the more well-respected sportscasters that we have in this state. And uh, I got the phone call on... Uh, January 4th, I believe, from uh, the folks at the NSMA. And I was told that I had won the award for the state of Nebraska. And <laughs> I, my, my reaction to kind of put it, things into a nutshell, I was really shocked and a little bit in disbelief um, because I still think of myself as that kid that started in radio in 1997 and still learning the ropes of the business and, and learning from guys that were already there, had been there a while. And um, there's some of those guys that have been honored with that award already. And it, it, to me, it's still disbelief. It really hasn't settled in with me that uh, I won that award. And when you look at the list of names from the state of Nebraska that have won since 1959, my gosh, uh, I mean, these are household names. You know, we're talking Kemp Pavelka, we're talking Chuck Stevens, we're talking Jim Rose, Adrian Fiala, Kemp Pavelka, I might have mentioned that already, but uh, Dick Perry, Tim Moreland, Larry Mullenbrink, um, Ward Jacobson, 
Jill Patrick and, and, and the late Bob Zinner too, and, and Don Gill. Uh, to be on that list is just truly, truly an honor. And, and um, I'll be forever grateful in, in winning this award. So what did you do in 2020 that you weren't doing in 2019 or, or 2018 or, or 2017 or the other <laughs> 20 years you've been in the business? Well, that, that's a good question. I, I guess I've been doing what I've been normally been doing. And that's, you know, I do a lot of high school sports play-by-play at KFOR and on KLMS. And I also do that for my website on occasion too, when I get the opportunity, but I, I was just doing that. And, you know, going back to when the pandemic hit almost a year ago, uh, the submission that I put in for the Nebraska Broadcasters Association Awards uh, for 2020 was a sportscast I did the the morning after the first day of the Boys State Basketball Tournament, and it had a rundown of all of the scores from the Lincoln teams that were playing because we were in the middle, at that point, the, the start of the pandemic and getting toward the middle of it. And when I submitted that, I thought that might get me some points. Maybe I might get a bronze or a silver, and I won gold for that. And I thought, man, that's a first. I win best sports cast in 2020. And, um, and, and in a pandemic year of all years, and it was very tough on everybody. And uh, really, other than that, nothing different. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing this play-by-play thing for 21 years, and, and I've been doing that since 2000, and, and I just continue that to, to today, and that, that's pretty much it. Nothing really different. Um, and then, of course, you know, aside from the high school stuff, you got to cover the Nebraska athletics, you know, the football, the basketball, baseball, whatever sport may be happening, bowling. Uh, Nebraska Wesleyan is another one that we cover. Um, and on occasion, you know, with, with Creighton being up the road and them being in the national spotlight for basketball and volleyball, we mentioned their stuff. So I try to mix it up and try to include everybody and not just be one-sided. And I, I think that's probably one thing that may have helped, but I'm really not sure on that, John. I, I think just what I've been doing, I think that's what it finally got me recognized for something like this. You know, I am a firm believer that you uh, get up every day and do your best work every day. And uh, sooner or later, people will say, hey, boy, good work. Great job. Uh, if you just show up every day and do what you're supposed to do. And uh, I tell that to the students. I say, hey, don't ever put in anything less than your best effort every day because you never know who's listening, right? You never know right. who's watching. You never know who's going to make a difference in your life. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. And I know in, in recent years, I've, I've, I've had listeners contact me and say, why haven't you talked about this and this? Well, there, there was a string of state titles at uh, Lincoln Southwest girls won in swimming and diving. And they had some division one swimmers at the time that were, I mean, they were really good. I mean, they went off to, I think one went to the university of Indiana. One, I think went down to a school in Florida and, and I believe they've had pretty good careers since they've been in college. And uh, the one lady that uh, contacted me said, you need to give these girls a lot of publicity for what they're doing. And I sat and thought about it. And I thought, well, is this lady, this one lady going to tell me how to do my job? Or am I willing to open my mind up a little bit and listen to see why I should? And I thought about it. I listened to her. And I thought, yeah, these are two girls that are getting Division One attention uh, in their sport, and you don't hear that a lot from Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, how many 
big-time swimmers go to the Division I level of college athletics that are from Lincoln, Nebraska. Not very often. So um, I'm, I'm really open to suggestions. I mean, there are times I get those calls, and uh, I'll sit there and I'll talk to that person about it. I'll sit there and think about it. I might throw it off of the chest of Dale Johnson, who's been my news director for 15 years, and see what he thinks, and he'll give me some advice. And, uh, and then I make the ultimate decision on, well, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll run it and, and give them some pub. But you almost have to think about what people are talking about every single day. Jeff Motes is the sports director at KFOR Radio in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm John Schrader, um, celebrating right around now his 15th year uh, at KFOR. Before that, though, you worked across town. Uh, so what did you do before you went to KFOR? Well, my career started in 1997. It was after my first year of college, and I started over at KLIN at Broadcast House at 44th and O. And um, at the time... I was looking to get in the door anywhere I could. And I, I sent out resumes. I made a really poor demo tape, in my opinion, to, to let people hear and see how I sound. Because at the time, I wanted to get on the air and play music and be a, a jock. And I had intentions of maybe doing a morning show. Be, that was my ultimate goal at the time, to be a morning show jock. You know, from listening to Tim and the Animal and Johnny Royal to Todd and Tyler and those guys that were really good at that craft. And it was kind of an influence. But then I got to work over there. I actually got a call back from Jim Rose. And Jim said, come on in, let's do an interview. I went in, sat down with him and a guy named Scott Larson, who was the program director at uh, one of the FM stations at the time. And Jim and Scott were talking to me. And Jim looked at me and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to, we're going to bring you on board. We're going to have you work Sunday afternoons, noon to six and uh you know that's going to be your normal shift for now and as a 20 year old kid at the time i'm like man that's awesome this is great i got my foot in the door finally and i was just bouncing off the walls went home told my folks and all my friends and then to, a year to the day i graduated from high school is when my first shift took place at klin so it was june 8th of 97 that uh, i started in radio and all i did for a while was six hours every sunday babysat the board, babysat the station. Um, and I recorded forecasts every hour that would play. And that was my first on-air experience. And uh, when I recorded it, uh, the guy that was uh, training me, Chuck Samples, who's been in radio uh, down in Emporia, Kansas for a number of years as a news and sports guy down there, he heard my first take. He goes, man, you just sound natural doing it. And I said, well, I, I've been kind of practicing this for a while just to be ready to go. But after that, it just took off because opportunities opened up to be a stringer for high school sports. Whenever they were doing a game on the radio, I go cover another game someplace else in town or on the road someplace, uh, board hopping, producing, uh, doing halftime updates for Nebraska women's basketball, doing Husker baseball intermission reports for Lincoln stars, hockey, and, and so forth. So that was kind of the buildup to me uh, getting in toward what I've been doing now for a long time, but I still had that ambition of being a jock on the radio. And I know one thing is for certain, you got to have a little bit of personality. You got to be able to be uh, in tune with your listenership. And my first time being a jock on the radio was on country radio. 
and I didn't know anything about country music. I had no clue. I knew some of the artists, but I didn't know in depth about it. And that was a challenge. And it was forced upon me. You got to learn the artists. You got to learn a lot of things about them. And uh, it, it was it was difficult, but I wanted to be on the air. It got me airtime. That's all I cared about. But the experience I had over there for the first three years was really, really valuable. Um, I worked full time there for eight and a half. And then I went over to KFOR in 06. But I first did play by play at KLIN in 2000. And that's where the sports part really started to take off for me because I wasn't sure if I wanted to go down that road. And once I did play by play and I did a couple more games that year, I caught the bug. I, I didn't want to quit doing it. And it was, it was such a rush. And, and John Bishop was the guy that trained me and he's been my mentor for a long time. And John's done really good things for himself in his career. Uh, after leaving KLIN now working at uh, 1620 in the zone in Omaha. So um, that's where things really got going over there. And I was going to school at the same time and, and eventually got my degree and, and went in to work full time for another five and a half years there before I left. So are, are you a, a native? Uh, you always wanted to work here. Did you want to go anywhere else? What um, did, did you want to uh, be in Lincoln for uh, your career? Well, I mean, I was born and raised here. Okay. Um, I uh, proud graduate Northeast high school and, there was a lot of influence media wise on me early at a young age, even though I had nobody in my family worked in the business. And um, I did have aspirations maybe to go to a bigger market at one point, uh, but things change. Um, and usually for the good, um, when you have family that's still around here, and of course, when you get involved in a relationship with someone that also has roots in Lincoln, you almost think, well, okay, if you get a job someplace in, let's say, Illinois, someplace close to Chicago, you know, wherever else you may be in the country, um, you, you want to go see your family, and it might be more difficult to do that because you have such uh, good ties and a strong relationship with a lot of folks in your family. So we, I, I ultimately decided after a while that if I were to leave Lincoln for another job, I think it would be someplace like in Omaha I wouldn't even consider even a Kansas city at this point. I, I, I've been very content and I've been very lucky because not very many people can say that they are able to stay in their hometown and do a job that on average, maybe last five years for the average person in the industry before they move on to the next market. And usually when somebody lands in a market and they stay there for a long time, it's a major market. Um, I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, I'm finding a small to medium sized market and being able to do my craft every day and getting out to do ball games on the weekends and be, being able to sleep in my own bed at night, you know, not having to be on the road clear across the state of Iowa or down in Oklahoma or Texas or someplace like that. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't, but um, I, I'm just very thankful that I've had that chance and it's by it's been by pure luck. I, in my opinion, um, I think there's some people that think I've got some some value that I bring uh, to the station and wherever I've been before. And um, you know, and I got a supportive family too because my wife and my kids know that this is kind of the driving force for me for my job, and I I love it very much. 
And um, I don't know what else I would do <laughs> with my time for a career. I, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else, really. Jeff Motes is with us. We're talking radio. Jeff is the sports director at KFOR, celebrating his 15th year there, the 2020 Nebraska Sportscaster of the Year, according to the National Sports Media Association. I'm John Schrader. Let me ask you this. Um, Are you, uh, uh, this is sort of a setup line here, so be careful. Are you a Husker fan? You know, my job is to be objective. um, and, And let me explain my situation. Uh, I, I did go one year at the University of Nebraska. Um, myself personally, it, it being down there, it was not the right fit for me at the time. But I think since I left there after that one year, I feel like you know through Rick Alloway and and now you, John, uh, just you know feeling a special bond with that program. Um, you know that I've had a better relationship down there. Um, the, the sports information people down there have been very good. Keith Mann, Seamus McKnight, Jeff Grish have all been tremendous in getting information out to me from a fan standpoint. I, and I hate to tell you this and I hate the maybe ruffle a few feathers. Uh, I I've been a Creighton blue Jays fan for quite a while. Um, and this goes back to when my brother played college basketball up there. And, uh, when he was being looked at out of Lincoln Northeast, um, there were a couple of, there were actually several division one schools that were looking at him and Nebraska was one of them. Danny knee wanted to get him and Jake Muleheisen down there at the same time. Well, Danny got let go. Barry Collier comes in. Uh, we, we met with Barry had a, had a good meeting with Barry and you know, we left and um, my brother had a visit to Creighton, a formal visit up there to go see the campus and uh, nothing was established in terms of a scholarship for, for Jimmy to go to Nebraska yet. But uh, Creighton had an offer on the table. And uh, Dane Altman was the coach at the time. He was one of the hot up-and-coming coaches of college basketball. And my mom, who's a proud University of Nebraska Lincoln graduate, uh, just looked at my brother and said, hey, you know, you're a dummy if you don't take this offer. Because at the time, they were doing really well. They were going to the NCAA tournament. They won the Missouri Valley Conference Championship as well. And uh, so he took the offer and, and he signed with Creighton. So, um, you know, and you hear the term J-Sker all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that not a lot of Nebraska fans or diehard Creighton fans like to hear. You know, you're either one side or the other. But I think there's some exceptions. Um, but I, I try to stay out of that argument because with my position, um, you know, I want to cover Nebraska, number one, because where am I at? I'm in Lincoln. I'm in deep in the heart of Nebraska territory. So it's my job to cover them. Now, with with Creighton being in the spotlight, being nationally ranked in both volleyball and basketball, I think that deserves some attention, too. Um, it's not going to be the lead story unless they maybe went out the national championship in those sports. But um, right now, you know, at one point in my life, I, I probably was – a Nebraska fan in a lot of aspects and different sports, but you know, things change over time and allegiances change. I know my brother was kind of the same way and you know, he, he's, he's a, he's a blue Jay forever. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of tough to tell people that. And they look at me kind of funny, like, well, you cover them, don't you? Can't you be a fan? Well, you can cover a team and not necessarily be a fan or a diehard I mean, you're catering to your audience is what I tell them. And so I, I, I try to keep my allegiances 
you know, on, on the download for the most part. Jeff Motes is with us. We're talking a little bit about him and his career. The reason I brought the, that, that up about the Huskers is that there are so many people here who cover sports who are conflicted by their either their their fandom from the moment they came out of the womb or went to school there or both or just because they are Nebraska bred that they have to be Husker fans and they have a difficult time, some do, uh, of setting that aside when it comes to reporting, but it sounds like you don't have any of those conflicts. I, I really, well, now on, uh, from a high school standpoint, um, uh, let me share this tidbit with you. Now, I don't know if you can see behind me, I got a, a framed uh, picture there of, of a letter and medals. Uh, when I played basketball in Lincoln Northeast in the, in the mid nineties, we were part of a four peat run of, of state championships. I was on the first two title teams in 95 and 96. And, uh, and, you know, my dad was a star athlete up there in the early to mid sixties. My mom was a graduate from there. I went through there. My brother went through there. My brother's the third all-time career scoring leader up there. Um, so we have, you know, that type of allegiance. If I go cover a game with Northeast and Southeast, let's say, you have to keep in mind, you have to be objective because you're covering two Lincoln teams and you got to be sounding very fair and balanced. And, and that's a term that's used a lot in our industry nowadays. But in this aspect, it's true. You have to be fair. You got to be balanced. And I will admit there have been times over the years where I've covered Northeast against all the other city teams in various sports where it's been, you know, you got to bite your lip. You can't have the fan come out and say, that was a terrible call. No, you, you have to be objective. And I think that's where that comes into play for me. As you mentioned, for people that go into this business that were born and raised Nebraska fans or Creighton fans or Oklahoma, Iowa, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You have to keep in mind who you're talking to. You're talking to a mass of people that are listening in. And uh, you have to remember as well that if you say something that sounds like you're leaning toward one side and they know and they know that you went to that school they're going to think okay he's really a homer for them and i i try to do the best job i can not to show that and i know um i have a, a producer at our station one time uh i did a northeast game where southeast northeast were ranked and Northeast won, I think, on a last-second shot, and he says, "You ought to be happy that your Northeast Rockets won tonight." And I said, "Well, you know that, yeah, that that was a good job, was a good finish, but let's talk about the game because Southeast did so many good things here, and you got to find a way to kind of balance that out, and it's very difficult. And you know, if you're if you're a Nebraska sports reporter and you're covering Nebraska versus whoever, you, you want to be objective as much as possible." But you also want to be somewhat passionate about what happened. I think in Nebraska as a whole, when you cover, you know, the football team, uh, basketball and other sports may be a little bit different, but football where it's the only division one football program statewide, I think there's a little bit of leniency, but you know, the one thing I remember from my broadcast professor down at Southeast community college in Beatrice, Jerry Fritz is that you have to be very fair and you got to be impartial and you got to tell, you got to have both sides in a story or what you're telling people in terms of a story. So um, the, the one thing I, I'll, I'll wrap up my 
thoughts on this is that anytime Northeast plays in any sport, I have to tell myself every time I'm driving to the game, you know, stay focused, be fair. You know, if, if Southeast or East or Lincoln high or whoever does one good play, you got to be just as animated for them as you are for Northeast or whoever else. So most of the people who are listening and you're talking about Husker sports, particularly, and if you have to be critical or difficult or really tough on them, do you, how does the audience accept that? You know, that's, that's a good question. That's a, that's a really good question. I think the play-by-play guy, your job is to tell people where the ball is at, maybe add a little bit of insight here and there. Yeah. But don't I'm go to into more to, as a reporter. I'm thinking more as a, person oh, a reporter. Who, okay. Who does interviews and gathers news and who right, has, to, okay. has to report stuff or has to occasionally okay. make a, 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 an opinion or share a thought about something that they don't want to hear. If there was a bad call made in a game, uh, you could probably say, you know, it was a questionable call, but you know, Nebraska did this on the next possession or whatever. Um, but I, I don't think you need to dwell on it too much. I know there are, if you listen across the country, I've, on occasion, some of the um, college sports networks that each school has, you always have a, a commentator on there with the with the play-by-play man. And I've heard a few where they've been very, very critical of a call made by an official or what a coach did or what a player did and got away with. And, you know, I think that's become kind of the norm. But, you know, traditionally, I've always been a guy It's like, you know, You can mention it, but let's just move on. Okay, don't dwell on it. Because of the pandemic, we've had to sort of get introspective about sports sometimes. And here we are doing this in our homes, right? And with so much of what we're doing now, we're we're not doing it as communally as, as we once did. But the bigger picture question I have for you, Jeff, is, has your view of, of where sports fits in America, where sports fits into who we are, have you seen that change? Any feelings changed about that, um, considering all of the stuff we've put up with for the last year? I think people want some sort of normalcy, and sports has been that outlet, that escape. And I think it's important, and it's especially important to have not just people stay safe and, and if they have to watch it on a zoom or not a zoom, but a YouTube feed or a, a television feed or listen to it on the radio or, or whatever, but also at the same time, we need to make sure athletes are safe too. If they want to compete watching or seeing a picture of Charlie Steiner doing the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball games during the postseason and the world series, he was in his living room calling the world series. He, he was calling game seven and, and they won the whole thing and he's doing it from the living room of his home. But I looked at that and I thought, is this the way we're heading? I hope not. I really don't because I, I would much rather be there in person to show that there's some visibility there that we're there covering the event. Um, you know, with television networks like ESPN and, and Fox and, and radio outlets like Westwood One and and so forth, they got crews and go there and set that stuff up and they could set up banners all over the place saying that's it's on here. And in radio, you probably can't do that at all because you know, if you're told to stay home, you're gonna be staying home. You can't just go there and have somebody put up your banner saying, Hey, 
this is on this channel, they're carrying the game. You can listen to it right here. So that's why I enjoy being there in person. One thing I've noticed too, that I had to adjust to right away. I did so last fall or um, uh, last summer during Legion baseball season was wearing a mask. And I wear a mask every time I do a game and I, I've tested it out the muffling. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds like you and I are talking like this right now, um, a little bit of obstruction, but I had to get used to it because I felt if, if the protocol is going to be wearing a mask every time you're in the booth, or if you're at a game site, you might as well get used to it. It's been tough for a lot of people. And uh, I've adjusted to, it and I felt very comfortable, like when the first football game of the season rolled around in, in August, you know, where it was 90 degrees outside and you're putting on a mask and you're in a booth and you're sweating. I got used to it. I was ready to go. I was prepared for it. And I'm still doing it now for basketball season. In fact, I'll do it for uh, my games this weekend here in Lincoln. I'll put on the mask. I'll wear it the whole time until I get out of there and get in the car and drive home. I feel the same way you do. When you're at the stadium, it's not just um, it's not just looking at the game. It's feeling it. It's touching it. It's understanding the emotions. It's the the momentum you can feel. This is all palpable. Not to mention the crowd in your headphones and the, oh yeah, the adrenaline that pumps through you. But I fear that our business has changed forever. I I, I see it happening more so on a national front. Locally, with the stuff that we do, maybe not as much. Um, but I think when you look at the college sports teams, the pro teams, you're going to see a lot more of that, I think, just simply because of the pandemic situation. But it may be a cost-saving move, too, for travel expenses. Um, I don't know what the budgets are with a lot of them. I mean, you got to have a certain substantial amount of money for travel expenses to pay your, your talent and your crew. I think there'll be enough there to get the crew, but if they're going to cut costs on that, I'd say they'll probably keep the play-by-play -play guy either in a remote studio or at their house or same thing with the analyst guy too. Um, and I think they've pulled it off. They did so during Major League Baseball. I think they did the same thing with the NFL, the NBA. Everybody was in a bubble uh, when they decided that championship last fall. So yeah, I think you're right. It's probably heading in that direction on a national front. I think locally though, when you look at the, the stations that cover the high schools or the small colleges. I don't see that happening. And if it does, it's probably going to be a slow progression. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, the 2020 Nebraska Sportscaster of the Year, um, Jeff Motes, who's the sports director at KFOR Radio. I'm John Schrader. Thanks so much for being with us. You bet.